guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. This is Andrew Frezza with our nutrition coach at FitTown, Coach Danielle Bettigrew. And today we're gonna to be talking about how to retain more nutrition clients. And Danielle is our nutrition coach, as I mentioned. We had done the training through HSN at our gym and we still work with HSN, Healthy Steps Nutrition. She's gone through Precision Nutrition and some stuff with RP and she's worked with a bunch of different clients with us. So we wanna talk about the things that she's learned over the years and share how she's evolved as a nutrition coach to retain more clients, get them better results, all that good stuff. So Danielle, I wanna kick it off by just asking you, when you look at your evolution as a coach, what are some of the mistakes that you've made looking back that you don't make as much now or you, you approach differently now? Yeah, I think the biggest thing um, that I've learned is really just how to read people. Um, you know, feeling feeling like I can really help them in different ways, um, just based off of, you know, their mannerisms, what they're telling me, really just learning how to listen um, and, and understanding what that means when they tell me. I feel like, you know, starting off, I kind of started my nutrition journey personally, tracking macros. I loved it and I saw great success. So in helping people, I really wanted that to be, you know, their, their way to success as well. But it's just not the right way for everybody. And I feel like that was probably the biggest thing that I've changed, you know, however many years ago, eight years ago now, um, compared to what our coaching program looks like now. Um, so just being able to read people, learning how to listen um, and take that information um, has been the biggest difference. Yeah, I wanna dive into that a little bit. So when you say read, are you presenting macros to everyone and then deciding based on their sort of reaction or questions that you're asking where to go with that? Or how are, how are you deciding whether to get macros? Because I imagine that some people are getting macros right off the bat and then some are not. Yeah, so definitely I don't even say the word macro probably until we're an hour in. Um, you know, a lot of people have tried on their own and have some sort of food knowledge, but, you know, sitting down with somebody who has no, no food knowledge, no previous um, nutrition history, you're not just going to put them on, on macros when they have no idea what that is. So kind of like you teach the air squat before you teach an overhead squat, um, you know, making sure that they know what is in food and how to kind of eat healthy. We talk a lot about the plate method, um, starting with the most basic nutrition info I can give them. And then, you know, then we can get a little bit deeper. So maybe at the beginning, we have some super generic goals, just maybe simply getting in protein, you know, at each meal. Um, you know, maybe by month two or month three, as they're really getting into it, getting you know, um, results, being successful, then we'll start to go down that avenue when they're ready. Um, but, you know, on the flip side, there are people who come in and are ready to track macros. Um, but for most people, starting and staying in that super generic basic category is where they'll be, at least for month one, and then we can always progress from there. But, you know, you don't want to overwhelm somebody when they're already kind of stepping outside of their comfort zone in the first place coming to talk to you. So give coaches an idea of how this might play out. Let's say you have 10 new signups. You have 10 people that sign up with you this month. They're committing for at least 90 days of working with you. What percentage of those people, how many of those people would start with macros versus starting with a more 
habits-based approach, and then what percent of those people by the end of the 90 days would you think would migrate to macros yeah. that didn't start there? That's a good question. So I would say probably 70% of those people would be starting with more just habit-based mm-hmm. nutrition um, you know, goals. Then 30% maybe tracking just a couple people who maybe have friends who have tracked um, or have already tried every diet in the book. Those people might be more of the macro trackers. By month two and month three, I would say maybe I have 30 to 40% still at those just habit-based nutrition goals and other people tracking. And then, you know, by the end, maybe those people who started off tracking love it and continue to track or maybe we've already started that transition to to stop tracking and move to just a more intuitive lifestyle if they've reached that goal um and that's kind of where they want to stay then we'll kind of make that transition as well that's cool so you're evolving into macros and evolving out of macros so that way each person has essentially the skills and the ability to do both yeah so my goal you know when somebody signs up Um, By day 90, I want them to have the tools and knowledge to be able to carry themselves into either sustaining the same lifestyle that they've had, maintaining their weight, whether that was a weight loss goal or whatever, but having the tools to be able to not need me anymore is ultimately my goal for my clients. Cool. Um, what, What makes you decide to put someone on macros that is in this habits based approach? What are you seeing in a client? that says I'm, you're ready to make this transition to tracking macros? Excitement, um, you know, with the success that they've already had. Mm-hmm. People, you know, as they see results, that motivation just grows and grows and grows. So I look for that excitement, um, you know, checking in just on energy and their mental state. Are they really burnt out from what they've been doing? Are they, you know, eager and ready to learn and and progress more? So just kind of gauging where they're at, you know, from a mental side of things is what will ultimately determine that. But a lot of people are coming in, you know, after one month, after two months, and they're like, okay, so so what can we do to take the next step? Mm. And so that, I mean, a lot of the time they're coming in asking for that. Okay, cool. It's kind of like the work capacity in the gym. As it it grows, you're able to challenge them to that next step. Now for coaches, I think a lot of coaches out there that have come from your background where it's like, I've had these amazing results with macros. It's not just the fact that they love macros for that reason, but I think macros and having someone track in MyFitnessPal gives you a lot more specific things to coach and adjust. And a lot of times they default to that because that's the only way they know how to provide accountability and coaching to someone is if they give them this full detailed day or week in my fitness pal so how do you how do you do accountability if some if if it's not very specific to my fitness pal yeah so over the past few months i found out this super cool way to kind of keep a food journal that both of us can see um, and that's just through the iphone note app So this has been a major game changer for people to kind of bridge that gap between people who just have, you know, four to six cups of veggies a day, maybe a water goal, just super basic beginner habits kind of bridges the gap between that between that and tracking my fitness pal so having a note that's shared between the two of us and they're just adding in just like you would keep a diary but doing it on your phone every time they're you know typing new words I get a notification so I see that really 
you know, all day, every day, and I love it. I love to see what they're eating for lunch. It's really easy for me um, to, you know, type a quick comment back versus going into my fitness pal, um, you know, finding that friend, pulling them up, pulling up their diary. It's actually um, a lot easier if they're eating out. They can just snap a picture of what they ate instead of trying to, you know, guesstimate in my fitness pal. Um, so that has been a great tool that I've been using a lot to kind of fill that space or that void that there's been between the two worlds of habits and macros. Yeah, I love that. When you shared that with me, I was like, oh, that's crazy. I didn't know yeah. that was a thing. I'm you proud. Could share this live document with someone. And then HSN now has sort of a habits tracking tool as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so their app since we began with them almost three years ago now has really evolved as well and I think something on that platform that has been tremendous with accountability or helping you know be able to coach several people is adding a daily accountability aspect to where I can go in set habits you know based off of our console what we decide that we're going to focus on you know together and having something for them to check off every single day yes I did this no I didn't you have a streak um, you know, if you do it for so many days in a row, it celebrates. So that's become really cool um, and also been a great tool just to make sure that people, you know, they have that daily daily aspect as well compared to the weekly check-ins where we really touch base and dig a little bit deeper. Now we also have that daily component too. Yeah, cool. Um, I wanted you to be able to bring up your experience because you recently started to do nutrition coaching with one of the major companies out there. We won't name the company, <laughs> but it wasn't as valuable for you. What, what was your experience with that? Why wasn't it valuable? So I feel like maybe it's a little bit skewed because I know a lot about nutrition already. Maybe if I was a, you know, a beginner coming in, it would have been a little bit different. Um, but I signed up just because I have never had a nutrition coach myself and I wanted to see how I could improve with my clients as well. Um, so they used a different app, a different platform for their clients. But I was actually a little surprised with the lack of accountability that I thought that there was. Um, and I can see, you know, I was also in a Facebook group that they had for you know active clients they have thousands of clients it's a huge company um, and i saw a lot of the same things like hey i signed up really struggling um, people just not having that daily aspect so i felt like you know where we're at with healthy steps nutrition with these daily accountabilities that was definitely a missing link from what it seemed like um, from me personally but then also the other people in that group as well um, but is there any is there any specific one or two things that if you had received that as a client it would have changed your experience yeah i feel like when i stopped responding to the automated well they don't actually send out check-ins but they expect you to check in within a certain time frame um and if you miss that you know you just miss it till the next week you do have access to message them but I feel like maybe if after like the first week or two or three that I stopped responding, if that coach would have personally reached out, maybe it would have brought me back in. But I never did a check-in, you know, after my third week, I committed to three months. I never heard anything from that. Um, I Maybe it would have pulled me back in, but I feel like you know, having, being able to coach a small enough group to where you can, where you notice when somebody 
is is quieter than normal makes you know a big difference or just being able to manage that they clearly have a lot of clients I know we've spoken to people personally where you know they have hundreds of people and you know the goal is for most companies to be able to have as many clients as you can but you know having as many clients as you can and keeping it super personal and intimate I feel like is just so important yeah can you talk about the we used to do Sunday check-ins I think you still do some version of that but can you talk about that the sort of a broader weekly check-in of what things you've learned from that yeah so we do check-ins on Mondays now still do them every single week um, I do send it out just to everyone um, but yeah those questions are always going to be the same but in those conversations I'm setting okay I this week I'm checking in with this person on Thursday instead because they really struggle with Friday Saturday Sunday so now we're switching that person to Thursday um, you know still having those weekly check-ins of a more formal message from them I think is great because there's people where I talk to you know all day every day but having one specific message that touches on energy hunger um, you know their emotional state all of these different things I do I do think there's a lot of value in that, even though you're talking to people consistently. What's an example of one of those questions, or a couple of those? Um, in the Monday check-in? Yeah. Um, so it's always, you know, just checking in with um, those things I just touched on. So energy, hunger, performance, how are you feeling? I do like to throw, you know, how's your mental state? How are you feeling mm -hmm. in, in this moment with your nutrition? Are you overwhelmed? Are you burnt out? Um, and then always add in a non-scale victory. What are you proud of that you did this week that's not related to the weight on the scale if you're weighing mm -hmm. yourself? Um, and so that's where we get to talk about, oh, I PR'd my mile this week. I did this, I did that. I bought a new pair of shorts. I'm mad at you. I had to buy new clothes again. All these kinds of- So mad at you. So <laughs> mad. Um, but you know, all these things that um, have nothing to do with the number and then we get to celebrate that and then it also yeah. brings us closer that client relationship um, you know bringing us together a little bit more when we get to celebrate those as well I, now I think you've done a better job of communicating this but I know we've had issues in the past where clients are like oh well it's just a generic check-in and we've had to have conversations with people where we say that, you know the check-in is generic but your answers to them are not and my responses to you the help I can provide based on your answers is not generic we're going to dive in and, and be specific do you find that you have to set that expecta expectation very clearly in the beginning mm -hmm. yeah so now when we sit down in that console and i'm explaining kind of what the program entails and what they can expect from me i'm like on monday and it's not always the same message it you know i type it out each monday morning um but I tell them it's going to be the same questions. The more detailed you can give me an answer, the more we can really dig deep and move forward. So that has also been something that I've changed. Yes, you're going to get basically the same questions. I don't expect them to be the same. Um, you know, maybe sometimes they are. If your energy is great, obviously we want it to mm -hmm. stay there. Um, but, you know, your hunger levels are going to change. Your performance is hopefully going to be improving. Um, you know, maybe you get hungrier. Females have a lot going on with their cycle and their system. So things definitely change. Um, so I'm just, I have been more upfront discussing that in the console of, you know, your answers are really going to determine what we, you know, what we change if needed 
into the next week. Yeah. So let's talk about other things that help you retain and add value to the nutrition clients. How do you think about the clients you work with and, and being selective in that sense, whether that be other people that you don't work with or are there people that you found that you work tremendously with and have you found a way to get more of those type of clients? Yeah, so, you know, initially I'm like, I want to help as many people as I can. I'll have like a, a no snack intro call and I'm like, okay, there's a lot of red flags with this person, but I really want to help them. And they're telling me the things that I want to hear, but it's like these little things between the lines that I'm like, okay, I don't actually know if this is going to work can out. Can you think of any of those examples? Um, yes, I can. So, you know, people who want to see a change, but they refuse to eat vegetables, refuse to change, um, you know, their diet at all. I don't even know why they're calling me, <laughs> but they're like, I don't eat vegetables. I hate them. Um, you know, I eat out breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm not willing to change that. I also drink a ton of beer every single night. And they're like telling me all this, telling me that they're not willing to change it. I'm like, I'm not sure what you think you're going to get out of this. Paying for it doesn't get you the results that you're wanting. So, you know, now, and you know, with your help, trying to, trying to figure out who is, you know, a good fit. And I feel like that comes down to me being more upfront in those conversations. Hey, this is gonna take a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication and extra time. I'm gonna require you to plan out your meals for the week. You're gonna spend more time meal prepping, you know, but if you can really focus on it in these short three months together, then when you get to your goal, you don't have to be so focused on it. Mm -hmm. But um, just being really upfront and honest about how much work it does take on their part, I can only do so much. Um, and then in terms of ideal clients for you, what, what have you found is your home run people, if anything? People who are just really ready when they've been so unhappy or miserable, having no confidence, and then they decide one day that they're going to not feel sorry for themselves. They're just going to do the work. Those people who are, who are excited and and really need that change in their life because it's trickling into being unhappy in their marriage or feeling like they're not being the best parent they can be or saying no to social situations because they're embarrassed to be in a swimsuit. Those people who really need it, who are really, really lacking that confidence, those are, are the best people to help. That's cool. So it's people that are open to change, open to making these, these uh, new adjustments in their life. And it sounds like it's people that have a bigger why that's not attached to necessarily a specific number on the scale that could be part of the puzzle but it sounds like they've already gotten past just the surface level i want to lose 10 pounds yeah i can want to help somebody with my whole heart and whole being and give them everything i have but if they don't want to make that change you it's hard you can't make somebody do it just because you know that they need it they have to be ready and they have to want it yeah i, I heard it one time that you you can only care a relative amount to what your client cares, right? You can care more, a little more than them or a little less than them, but you can't care significantly more or significantly less or else it's not going to work out. Right. What are some other things that help you retain these clients better? Is there anything in terms of, uh, you mentioned expectations a little bit. I don't know if there's anything you want to dive into that or how you communicate to them or anything along the way that you can think of that helps add value 
Yeah, I feel like, you know, just making sure that you're keeping really good notes, checking in, like when you sit down for a consult, just writing down little personal things. I feel like that goes a long way, being able to, you know, ask how your son is, counting down the days if they have a, you know, I want to be able to look good in this bathing suit by this birthday, that would mean so much to me. You know, being able to count down those days and just really knowing, you know, what's going on in their life, just building that, that relationship up on a personal level, I feel like has, has been my most successful cases and clients. Um, are because you know we get so close to each other and that's ultimately just really digging deep and finding out their true why um, definitely makes a huge impact how do you save clients that or how do you recognize clients because I think it starts with that that are maybe starting to go off track maybe starting to lose enthusiasm or motivation and how do you go about trying to get that person back on track and get them engaged again. Yeah, so I feel like in those check-ins, you know, I'm asking how are you feeling about, um, you know, this diet? How are you feeling with your nutrition? Um, being able to catch that early is a good way to, to be able to turn it around. And that's also something that I'm asking about when we're sitting down at our 30-day check-in, we do our in-body. I'm asking how they're feeling. Do you want to keep going? You know, do you want to keep you know, eat, you know, tracking or eating in a caloric deficit or whatever it may be. Do you feel like you can do that for another month and give it your all? Or do you feel like we need to take a little break, focus on maintenance, you know, not be so food focused right now? Um, you know, asking those questions, they'll be honest with you. You know, oh, I'm burnt out. Or even if they're not, you can kind of tell. Um, but being able to to catch that early and know, okay, maybe let's take a diet break, move into maintenance for a little bit. Maybe let's take a three-week break and just go to intuitive eating or go back to our iPhone note of keeping our journal. Um, being able to recognize that and take a step back, not always focusing on losing weight, just because that's the ultimate goal doesn't mean that you can't have a little bit of a break mentally. Um, that's can great. definitely go along. Yeah. yeah, those check-ins are so much to those check-ins. It's not just this like just like simple check-in on a Sunday. You have the element of making catching that person from going off track too early, right? You start mm -hmm. to see that lack of enthusiasm in their responses. But then I think a big part of the retention element is getting that person to understand where they're making progress beyond just their very specific goal that they're coming to you for. You know, if, We've had people that come to you for like a wedding. They want to look and fit into a specific dress. Mm -hmm. And if, if they also feel their performance and their energy improving, those are things that can keep them engaged and excited and doing the nutrition coaching longer, even when they might have had a three-week stretch where the scale hasn't moved or the, the in-body hasn't moved. Right, yeah. So I definitely... I think that having the daily accountability helps build the confidence that they need in themselves to be able to go on on their own. And some people just, I mean, everybody can use a coach, everybody can use some accountability because we all have things that we need to be held accountable or, or goals that we want to do for ourselves or we should have those goals. Um, so, you know, even after they hit their nutrition goal, we can always, you know, 
be checking in and hitting our protein. We always have something that we struggle with. So just having somebody there to be like, okay, they're watching my protein intake. That's what I struggle with the most. Or, oh, I notoriously skipped lunch before I had a coach, making sure that I have that there. Um, you know, people really like having that. And nutrition is something that can deteriorate really quickly if we don't have that person. Um, so I feel like people really like just having the accountability side of things once they've already reached their goal. How do you think about automations and scaling as a nutrition coach? What, what's worked in terms of things that are systems or automations and what do you feel like doesn't work? Um, I, like with my personal experience with having my own nutrition coach, I, everything I received was clearly like pre-typed up and just went to me. Mm -hmm. And I just found it super impersonal. Um, so just making sure that, you know, the only thing that gets sent out to every person is that Monday check-in that I'm still typing up on my own. Yeah. You know, hope everybody had a great Mother's Day or whatever. Yeah. First week of May, let's talk about April. Um, how it went, you know, stuff like that. I feel like the more personalized you can keep it is definitely, definitely better. Um, you know, not to say that automations are bad, but some people really like having, you know, all the emails and all, you know, all the messages they could possibly get. But I feel like a personal message is going to go so much further than that. Um, and people don't need messages every single day, but if you can, you know, make a note in your phone, I said I was going to check in on so-and-so on Friday before mm -hmm. she left town, um, that can really go a long way. Yeah. Yeah, I think anytime you have an automation or you have multiple automations, I almost think that you should be communicating that in advance. Like yeah. we had said with the Sunday check-ins, yes, you are writing them out every Sunday and adding these little personal touches at times, but ultimately everyone's getting some version of the same questions. And I think it's just better to be upfront about that. You know, you are going to get this automated, automated message on Friday or Mondays or whatever it is, um, but your response, I'm going to read and I'm going to provide a personalized answer to that thing. How many clients do you think a nutrition coach can handle and do a really good job? And I think we're thinking mainly of a really good one-on-one -on -one experience. Obviously, you could be a mass nutrition coach and be offering it for $19 a month and offering something very small, but one-on-one -on -one coaching, like the way you do it, the way HSN teaches, what do you think you could handle and a, a good coach could handle? I feel like it kind of depends on your lifestyle. Like for me, I'm still a full-time uh, group, you know, class coach, so I do that. and. I mean, I would say I spend, mm, I'm not really sure. It's hard to put a time stamp on how much I actually spend on clients per day, but you know, start small and slowly work your way up. But being a nutrition coach is constant. It's 24 seven, you know, people have different schedules. I have people who get up at 4 a.m. because they go to the 5 a.m. class. So I'm getting 4 a.m. messages. And then we have the night owls who work out at 6.30 at night and they're messaging me at 11. So it's all day, you know, trying to make sure that I'm available for check-ins. Nobody's waiting for too long on a response. Um, and a lot of people have a 24 to 48 hour um, 
turnover, which is another thing that can mm -hmm. be really difficult. If somebody's struggling, you want to address it in the moment. And that's one thing that my mentor from Healthy Steps has also said, you know, I need to have two set times a day, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., and that's when I respond. Mm -hmm. But I like to have mine you know, my group's small enough to where I feel like I can message them back within the hour. Um, but I feel like it's kind of... What's the most you've had at any given time? I think right under 30. Yeah. And I kind of ride around there, um, I would say, with with people, you know, going off on their own and people coming in. Kind of seems to be the sweet spot where I kind of hover and I feel really comfortable there. Um, you know, going much higher than that might start to be a little more difficult. Cool. What are your thoughts on measuring progress? We have the in-body. How valuable is something like the in-body? And are there other ways that people can measure progress? Yeah, so a million other ways to, to measure it. But that's a great, just like tangible visual thing that you can actually see data for the people who, you know, maybe have like a little body dysmorphia. I actually just had um, somebody a month or two ago, it was her very first scan. She was about to go in and she messaged me. She was like, do you have a plan for me if this didn't work? Like, I've gotten fatter. She had lost like three and a half percent body fat and I was like, uh, thank goodness we had the in body because yeah. she told me she was fatter her progress pictures her monthly progress pictures she had gained fat so upset and then her scan was like phenomenal so it's awesome to always be able to have that but you know I think some of the coolest ways that I've seen it measured you know people telling me oh my gosh my nails feel so much stronger I was able to keep my my real nail when I went and got them done my hair feels so much better it's so much shinier people keep telling me that um, performance inside and outside of the gym, energy playing with kids. There's so many other ways to measure it. You can always go back to measurements and pictures, which I love having side-by-side -side pictures. Um, that's another great way. But yeah, the in-body is a, is a tool for sure. Yeah, I mean, not, not seeing every client of yours very intimately the way you do, but I feel like we would be really pushing a boulder uphill to try to run a nutrition program the way we do without the in-body because there's so many people that come in like the situation you had mentioned that are just feeling like they've plateaued or they're going backwards and then the in-body because of the level of detail it provides it, it gives them that it shows them that it shows you that yes they are making progress so you know I don't have to change what we're doing and then it shows them that this is working and I can keep on the path. Yeah, my favorite scans are the ones where people have been at the same body weight for, you know, weeks and they're like, oh my gosh, I've plateaued so hard. And then they come and do their scan and their muscle mass is through the roof. Their body fat percentage is, is way down. So it's just so cool to be able to see, you know, look, your body weight stayed the exact same from this first month to the second month, but look at the difference that it's made. So being able to have those teachable moments helps people who maybe have been so glued to the scale and married to that number that kind of determines their worth and be you know able to say, look, this is not everything. Yeah. So very, very cool. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all we had. I think the one thing I wanted to end on was there's an intangible aspect to you as a coach that is hard to convey and it's it's how it's how you live this every single day. Like you love grocery shopping. It's one of your favorite things. You love looking for new products. 
you track your mac I mean, how many days straight have you tracked your macros for like 1500 1500 right My you, street cred. you you research menus of restaurants and you know like what some of the healthiest are what some of the most macro friendly restaurants are out there and you shop at all these different stores so you really live and breathe this and i think that's an important note for any coach that wants to take this on if you're just looking to add a few clients to kind of supplement your income it's tough. It's a different approach. If you really love it and you want to be immersed into it, then these things are going to be super helpful and you can build, a, you can build a career on it. Yeah. I think, you know, nutrition is really hard. Just like getting somebody to come into the gym for the first time is really hard. You know, not everybody comes in and just loves it. They suffer and struggle for a whole hour. Nutrition is the same, but it's 24 hours out of the day. Nutrition coaching is a lot of picking somebody back up, telling them it's okay, and then helping them move along. Um, so that might be something that you don't really think about getting into nutrition coaching, is that aspect of, it's okay, we're gonna move forward, we'll move through this, but a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of bumps along the way in any, any journey, even a flawless one, there's gonna be a lot of hiccups, a lot of bumps, a lot of struggle and challenges, and that's, that's the main thing is being able to always find that bright spot, tell them what they did really well and help them better the next time or know how to handle a situation a little bit better, you know, when they get there. Awesome. If you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me or you can reach out to Danielle at fittown.com if you have any nutrition related questions. Thanks for joining us guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.